Hello, my name is Adam Pacitti from Cultaholic.com, and you're listening to Pint, a pro wrestling podcast. You love it. What is going on, guys? My name is Austin, and we are coming to you live here from StarCast on Podcast Row. This is Pinned, a pro wrestling podcast, and joining with me, as always, is my co-host, Chad. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. SCU! SCU! That's right. We are here at StarCast. We are coming off of All In, and it was the greatest damn show I have ever seen. And we are at Podcast Row. We're meeting fans. We've uh, had a grand total of two so far, but we just got here, so it's okay. Yeah, we just got here. We woke up very early to get here and get all set up. It is still, like, even though it's the day after All In, there are still so many people here. We got a line just out the door for the Young Bucks right now in front of us. And I think I heard David Arquette is still here, like, so, like, you can see like you can just tell like there is still fans here and there the the all-in party and the starcast party it's still going on in chicago even after the aftermath of all in yeah the wcw marking me is pretty upset i'm not in the david arquette line but. you know what yeah it's like listen if you want to go i can do this solo but i don't know if you're you're fully gonna go with well, that. i don't care that much uh, Absolutely. but you know what i do care about yeah it's all in. all in yes yeah. i'm a good little segue of course yes uh fantastic we had great seats we were ringside at the show it was fantastic. Yeah, so, like, what ended up happening was we ended up getting floor seats from a good friend of ours that was, um, who gave us floor seats for Sydney's birthday party, for Sydney's birthday, so we got two floor seats. First half of the show, uh, Chad was in the upper bowl where we got our original tickets, and then second half of the show, I was in the upper bowl, and then he went to the floor. Sydney stayed on the floor for the whole show, and it was a crazy night, and it was an unbelievable experience, something I can guarantee you neither of us will ever forget. No, I actually said earlier today when a fan asked me about it, I'm going to tell my, I'll be telling my grandkids about this show. Like, this is something that as a wrestling fan, I don't think I will ever forget, and I don't think, I don't think history will ever forget this event. Absolutely not. That's just like, there's so many, like, unbelievable moments we had from this show, and Honestly, like we and on it, we've been talking about it too. Though, like we've had we've had people tell us that like people were hating on the show, who were either just WWE marks who won't accept the fact that there is stuff outside of WWE that is good, and then we just had people saying it was underwhelming. And honestly, we both said like if you didn't like this show or you weren't entertained by this show, you really need to like reevaluate yourself as a pro wrestling fan and like decide whether or not this is for you because this is pro wrestling at its finest. Yeah, everybody's got things that they enjoy about wrestling and everyone's got their style of wrestling that they like and don't like but this show literally had everything and literally every single style that you could wrestle and I, and I do believe if you didn't like All In I don't I don't take it back you, you, I don't think you're a wrestling fan sorry I just yeah it's like you gotta understand that they, Cody and the Bucks managed to put together a show that had everything like from every style every type of wrestling like from the high spots to the yeah this is for the young oh this is for our cat the Bucks are over there. Arquette? Yeah, this is yeah. Arquette. The Bucks are right there. The Bucks are here. Yeah. Yep. We had to read. Oh, all right. You're don't listen. Don't yeah, listen to, listen to him. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I just, I, just, I just gave a fan wrong information. That's not the first time, honestly. No, he's not. I've been telling everybody this is the Arquette line. So, oh my God, I'm so sorry. People who want to meet the Young Bucks will meet Arquette instead. Listen, man, it's just a juxtaposition. So yes, like, there we go. We'll, they'll, they'll deal with it. We'll deal with it, yeah. We don't get paid to sort that out. Of course not, no. Well, but we do get paid 
to cover this show. Yeah, do so, we? I, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't. We're giving away free shirts. But Yeah, there but, you go. But anyway, so I guess we'll just jump into it. Uh, well, first, before we start, what was your favorite match? Oh, God. See, like, I'm still, like, trying to... I'm still trying to get it, like, I'm still trying to fully digest the show because it was such an unbelievable event and, like, so much... I streamed so much during this show that, honestly, like, if I had to say currently, I'm going back and forth between Nick Aldis and Cody versus, uh, for the NWA title, and I'm also going back between Marty Skrull and Kazuchika Okada. Both of those two are, like, the two that I'm constantly going back on. It's just, like, it's I, I can't make a definitive decision because I, like, I need, like, I need, like, at least a week yeah. to fully digest this. Um, I'm torn between the, the Joey Janela, Hangman Page, you know, being the Joey Janela fan that I am. Of course. Of course. Um, but if I had to really give you a definitive answer, um, it's it's probably either the Kenny Penta or the uh, Marty Okada. Just the fact that I got to see Okada and Kenny Omega, and I mean, hell, even Pentagon Jr., like everybody. Like, I start naming off, like, oh, I got to see Okada and I got to see Kenny. And then I also realized, oh, wait, I saw Pentagon. I saw yeah. Ibushi. I saw, I, every, like, yeah. I saw fucking Chris Jericho. Exactly. Like, you see all these people that I have never seen in person. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it was just such an unbelievable experience just watching the show unfold and seeing the excitement around us and, like, just the fans losing their collective shit over how good this show was. Yes. Um, but anyway, we're just going to go down the card and just give the results for the entire show. The show opened up with the Zero Hour pre-show, and we start off with SoCal Uncensored, SCU. SCU! And you got no response on that no one. Response. No That's response. Okay, we're all dead. Yes. We're all dead. It's, we're all dead. I, don't even, I didn't even have a voice muster loud enough to even hear it. <laughs> and then we all and they faced off against the Briscoes. Yes. This was probably the best match to pop the crowd because the SCU chants were yeah. constant throughout the entire night. Yeah. And they did a great job um, with SoCal with SoCal with Kazarian and Scorpio coming out in the Rocky uniforms, which made me made me very happy with Rocky. Yeah, as the my, Rocky fan. Oh yeah, I'm a Rocky is one of my favorite movie franchises of all time. So seeing that and seeing them continue. It from the being the elite uh, videos that they did was absolutely entertaining, and the Briscoes did a great job getting heel work. It was vicious. They did a great job, and it was the SCU was so over there was no way in hell they weren't going to win this match. Oh no! Oh, the crowd would have rioted if yeah. SCU lost. No, I mean you look at the placement on the card too, and you're absolutely correct. Yeah, you know they come out with a huge, huge pop, huge like everyone's doing SCU chants. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, and Christopher Daniels are just so talented. And the Briscoes are talented too, but it's they're just the SCU is such an entertaining gimmick, and it's so over. Yeah, it, it, there would have been no chance at all that the Briscoes were going were, were going over here. Absolutely not. But and like also, I will mention the uh, the intro for the show with Cody and the Bucks coming out trying to blow the whole budget that with was, Pyro with was Pyro was, was very funny. How is it that WWE can't give us Pyro, but the Bucks can give us Bucks and Cody can give us Pyro on their first pay per view? Yeah, and I, the best thing about that too was like some of the Pyro just had just made no sense like yeah. it was just random py- like just it was definitely a just pyro for the sake of pyro kind of thing like yeah there was like an eruption of sparklers smoke fire like it literally had everything exactly 
But you know what? It's fine because like that's something they can hold over WWE because obviously all that money is going to go to XFL, which yeah. makes all the sense in the world. Yes, yes. Um, but back to roughly touch upon the uh, the the SCU Briscoes match. Uh, very good match. Very fast paced. Uh, you know the, the 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 story was basically Scorpius guy trying to get to Kazarian. The Kazarian came and they cleaned house. Um, very good match. I I liked it. It was a great great uh, opener and it was a really good. It was one of those really good matches that you could put on WG in America. And I mean, if I wasn't already at the show, that and the Battle Royal definitely would have made me buy the paper. That's how you do a pre-show. You don't just throw like some bullshit match that nobody will care about. Like I, you know, how many times have you seen a WWE show and then it's just like, oh, I missed the pre-show, so it's whatever. I, I say like, that. I say that every pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. I literally the, did not watch the SummerSlam pre-show, and everyone told me I didn't miss a single thing. Yeah, and like that's how you do a good pre-show where you have a match where people can get excited for the pay-per-view, and that's how you get more people to buy the pay-per-view. Absolutely. It's like if you do like a a freaking like like a, just a worthless tag match or something where we get to see like the bar versus like the, the colognes or something like that and then it's just like oh wow I so want to buy bragging rights or whatever the fuck <laughs> whatever the fuck bragging rights yeah exactly <laughs> remember uh, that one yeah Jesus yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, try to, I try to forget bragging rights <laughs> um, but uh, moving on to that we had the over the budget battle royal uh, so many surprises yeah and they said everybody but four names have been confirmed but there were may- way more than just four names that were that were not, that were not confirmed for that match. Like, yeah, exactly. Like there were they had they had so many people. Like I was counting and I was like, they weren't but they weren't advertised. They weren't advertised. They were like there was at least like five or six people in that battle royal that I did not know were going to be in it. Oh yeah. Which I mean I'm not complaining about. Exactly. I had the so you you I was an upper level during this so you didn't get to see me but I was watching the people come out and I I was spotting them before the, the announcer could name them and I was like oh my god Chuck Taylor oh my god Trent Beretta the best friends and Rapongi Vice oh my god like it was it was it was really cool I it was very 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 good match yeah they, everybody got their stuff and sorry your boy Billy Gunn didn't pull out the win Austin. look man I wasn't expecting him to but he like he did a lot of suck it yes. suck it so like you know what that's that's all he needed to do yes and his son did a good job too yeah they did he did a yes yes very good and Jordan Gracie I want to say also yes Jordan Gracie killed it a hundred percent. Jordan Gracie was one of the best parts of that entire match. Like her stare downs of B- Bully Ray, awesome. When Brian Cage power bombed her, I was like, Jesus. She she did really really good. I mean, I'm not surprised, but like you know, I'm really not surprised at all that you know that she held her own. Like Jordan Gracie's phenomenal, but she she did a, a very good job. She really showed that like she 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 didn't just blend in. You know, she she went with this opportunity and she made an absolute most of it. Absolutely, and like she, again, like as much as I hate to say it though. Like Bully Ray with his heel work was so unbelievably good. Like he's such, he's so hateable. Like literally, he's so hateable, and he does such a good job. And this was in his first, and first and only mention in the entire show. Like he, he appeared later on in the night too, getting more heel heat. And like he's just such a hateable yeah. bastard. The final, the final two of the well. Okay, so you know what we think is the final two is Colt Cabana and Bully Ray, and I'm like. Wow, Colt Cabana's gonna get the Ring of Honor title shot because there's no way they're gonna do Bully versus Jay Lethal. Like that's that would that would piss off the entire crowd. Oh yeah. And then he throws Colt Cabana over, and I'm like, wow, they're doing Bully Jay Lethal. All right. And then Chico runs in, 
And I'm like, what, Chico? Like, and then all of a sudden he takes off his mask, and oh my god, when Flip Gordon was shown up to be under the mask, literally, I have I have not felt a pop live that that loud in a very long time. The crowd erupted with yeah. euphoria. Every I, they, single person. Every was on their single feet. person. It was complete and utter insanity. People were screaming and jumping around, and Flip Gordon eliminated Bully Ray to become the number to become the number one contender and to face Jay Lethal later in the night for the Ring of Honor title. He got booked. He got booked. And not only did he get booked, I thought I was talking to the guy next to me during this. I was like, not only did Flip get booked, but he was higher up on the card than Cody. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That little stick it to you there yeah, for Cody. The ultimate, the ultimate justice was served. Yes, and Brandy still came out for his match too. Yes, yes, he did, and which was also really nice. Brandy also looked just, looked just stunning. That entire, oh yeah, like I mean that's a given, but that's, yeah, exactly, it's a hundred percent given. But so that was the um, zero hour, and we start the show off with a surprise match. Um, our very own MJF, a pinned podcast alumni. Uh, yes, who absolutely destroyed you. Uh, so listen, all right, we can say he destroyed me. I, know, I think. My my meet and greet comeback was pretty good. It was good, yes, but then he said, nobody loves you and you're adopted. Well, and I agreed with him. Yeah. So, so obviously, well, I mean, you got him with the comeback and then he just shut you down yes. on that. True. Um, but anyway, he took on Matt Cross. Um, I, I'm a fan of both of these guys. You know, Matt Cross, Son of Havoc, and Lucha Underground, if you're not familiar with that. Um, very good, decent. It was a good opener. It was a good start to a show. Um, oh, yeah. It wasn't It wasn't incredible. It was good. It was good, yeah. I think the, the heel work for MJ JF was good. He was constant with the heel work and was getting people like fired up and stuff like that. Matt Cross did a really good job building to get like get back at him and like coming back for the win. Um, I will say Matt Cross has one of the sickest theme songs in wrestling. He really, that yeah, song yeah, yeah. Was awesome. But. Oh yeah, it was such a good song. Yes. And, and yeah, I, overall I thought that match was a really good way to like start it off because like I felt like anywhere else on the card I feel like that that match would have gotten a bit shit on yep. comparatively to everything else but to have it go on first I think really set like the bar was set and then like it would just keep getting top every yeah, single every match every single match that would go on I'd be like god I would hit to follow that and they always followed it they always topped it every match got better and better and better absolutely so, yeah and I guess from there we'll move on to the next match which was the uh, Stephen Amell and Christopher Daniels match uh, this match uh, was way better than it had any right to be in my opinion oh yeah um, I knew Christopher, Christopher Daniels could carry Stephen Stephen Amell to a match to a good match, um, but I will give Stephen Amell loads of credit. He was a star out there. He took he took a table bump, like not like he took he took bumps. He looked like an uh, he looked like a, re- a legitimate professional wrestler out there. I can say right now, if ever Arrow was to get canceled, like he needs to do this. I would say yeah. I would say he could he could 100% stop acting and, and like if he doesn't get any more roles after this, which I'm sure won't happen. But like. It's like if he decides to throw it up after uh, uh, after Arrow finally ends and to finish acting, he could 100% just jump into the indie scene and just be a part of Bullet Club, like just full time. Yeah, and I, I said on our predictions podcast that I think I think I think you actually won the predictions battle. I think I might, I'll have to go back and check. Honestly, I'm, I'm too I was too hyped to even keep track of predictions. Um, but um, for the predictions, I, I predicted that that Chris, uh, Amel would go over on Christopher Daniels because. You know, the celebrity always the celebrity wins. The celebrity always wins, and he, but he didn't win. And I think it was one of those, like, 
like, you know, finding your honor, like earning your honor type story of, you know, you come into this ring, you got beat by a, rest, a professional wrestler, a legend, but you held your own. And, and I, th- I like that storyline. I think that fits Stephen Amell's storyline really, really well. It really does. And it ended up giving SCU the 3-0 the for that one. Yes. Each member of SCU came away with a victory, which I think the fans would be oh so happy about. Yes. He put him away with the, with the BME, and it was the first BME I've ever seen in person, so I will take it. Exactly. Exactly. And then he shook his hand afterwards. Yeah, it was a very nice show of respect, and it was really well done, and I thought it was a really good match. Yes, I agree. And then after that, we had the fatal four-way match between Madison Rain, Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Tessa Blanchard. Yes. This um, match was... I, I really like this match, um, and um, I'm sure... Uh, yeah, I, th- I really didn't have a problem with this match at all. Like seriously, no, it was it was a good match. All four of these women did a did a fantastic job. Um, Britt, Britt, the girl I was rooting for, unfortunately, uh, could not get the win. She lost to the girl I mistaked her for um, earlier in the week. Uh, very good match. The only thing, and if I had, and this is a small nitpick. And I, if I had to nitpick, I didn't really like the finish, only because I didn't like I didn't like how they both lunged for the pin. I get I get the story behind it; they were so close, but in person it looked kind of weird. I yeah. thought it was a botch when I first saw it. That's, I think that's what everybody else thought too. Yeah, because people thought that he hit him, and then the ref called it. But yeah. we were facing a, like they were jumping towards it. So I think from our side, we thought they grabbed him. Yeah, I think I think it would have been a lot better if like. Like they slid in and then like didn't like didn't slide in, but then like once he hit three, it's when then they don't. Yeah, I was gonna say even if, even if they were like like not like I get the fingertips away thing, like oh they were so close, but even if they were just like a little bit farther away, yeah. I just think for how close they were, it kind of looked like a botch from where I was. But that is a small nitpick. The match was very good. These four ladies absolutely killed it. They had special guest commentary of uh, Mandy Leone and um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the other girl's name. Daniel Dashwood. Daniel uh, Dashwood. Yeah, uh, but. That's Emma for all you WWE marks. Yes. Uh, I, oh, they also had Dalton Castle on the Ring of Honor Battle Royal uh, for commentary. But fantastic match. Uh, Tessa Blanchard did go over. And I will say, Tessa Blanchard, man. I, I told you, dude. She, she's insane. No, I, I knew she was insane. But she is the few, like, all four of these women. Madison Rain is, a, a, you know, is a, a big, is a nice, grizzled veteran of the women's wrestling scene. She's a legend. Um, I'll say she's a legend. Yeah, fuck it. She's a legend. Um, and you look at the other three in it, you know, Britt Baker, Chelsea. Green, Tessa Blanchard, those three women are the future of women's wrestling. Oh yeah, I will say right now. When Chelsea Green did the uh, Zack Ryder's move, that was so cool. That was so funny because you know I don't know if I, I don't know I don't I, I think it's a well known fact, but it might not be. But they are dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't I don't know if that's a well known fact to everybody else who aren't obsessed with wrestling as I am. But so when she did Zack Ryder's move, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Tessa Blanchard, Britt Baker. Yeah, I just can't get over how talented these four women were. Oh yeah, and every 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 girl got their spot in. Every girl like looked great in the match. Tessa obviously went over, and then they had the nice little, all of them holding their hands in the air at the end of the match, which I think, even if even if the finish really bothered you, I think having them hold, like, just celebrate together, yeah. oh, that yeah. makes up for it It entirely. didn't even really bother me. It slightly peeved me for, like, a second. Um, yeah. They hugged afterwards. It was great. Um, Impact Wrestling are very lucky to have Tessa Blanchard. They really are. And Madison Rain. Oh, yeah. And at one point, they had Chelsea Green. Um, these ladies are killing the independent scene, and 
And I, I don't know, the entire time I was looking, and this might be a hot take, but the entire time I was, I was watching those four ladies in the ring, I just, and I saw them hug at the end, I was like, that's how you do a four women, a, a women's, uh, four women horsemen match. Yeah, exactly. Like, I literally looked at them and I was like, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, who? Like, yeah. Well, like, that's the thing. Nothing against either of them, but, like, it's it's honestly just specifically for Sasha and Bailey. That's It's the way they've been booked for that. Yeah. It's like, it pisses me off to no end. Like, fuck Roman Reigns. I don't care about any of that shit. Like, Sasha and Bailey is the most bullshit, like, nonsensical decision-making they've ever done, like, in the last couple of years. And especially when you deal, this is weird that we're talking about this during an all-in review, yeah. but especially when it's you right. look at the flip side of that with the Becky and Charlotte thing, like, they could have done that exact same story yeah. months ago. But, that's yeah, enough but of that. that. <laughs> yeah, but what, all, what they did at all-in, though, that's how you do yeah, it, so, yeah. like... Maybe, maybe we can hope WWE at least took notice of this show because honestly, they sh- they fucking should. I mean, I, I doubt Vince even watched it. Oh no, 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 no. Triple H probably watched it though. Yeah, that's that's possible. And then after that, we had the NWA World Heavyweight oh Championship match between Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis. <laughs> this match, unbelievable. Like, yeah. Legitimately, like you know. As somebody who is a diehard Cody Rhodes fan, you know, I uh, I think my love of Cody gets overshadowed by my fandom of other wrestlers such as Okada and Kenny Omega. Cody Rhodes, with the day he left WWE, I called my friend and I said, who I was, actually the podcast I was doing before I did this one, I, I went on and I said, that is a game changer. I was like, that man is going to tear the indie scene up. And I was like, mark my words, this guy is going to be a star. And he has done that. He, you know, he won the Ring of Honor Championship. He put on, he helped, along with the Young Bucks, put on the biggest independent wrestling show in the world. And then, at that show, he won the NWA Championship. The same title that his father held. And I am so happy that I was wrong in that prediction. Yes, I know. Yes. I, you, you went against Cody, even though you talk about your love for him. I know. And I, like I said, I said during the pre the the the, 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 the the uh, pre-prediction show that it tore me up to say that and it did but I didn't want to go on with it and then him lose and me be sad that was the cynic in me speaking now that match I cried when, when Cody won the NWA championship I I got so emotional and I cried Kenny Omega just walked by and, yeah but, but I literally cried it was I got so emotional but I had chills it was fantastic yeah oh that match was absolutely incredible like you could see Ch- I, well you could hear Chad kind of stutter a little bit as we saw Kenny Omega, best wrestler in the world, just walk just right past yeah, just us. Just walk right past us. He was busy. Yeah, um, exactly. I think he's going to a meet and greet. Probably. Yeah. But, um, but no, yeah, I agree. I think, I know there were some people that were upset about the X. Honestly, it didn't bother me. I thought it was really good storytelling. I thought in terms of, the, this was like this and, I think the main reason why I liked this match and Marty and Okada so much was because the storytelling in it was so well done. I think I, it may have seemed a little bit overcrowded at some points to some people, but I think, like, it's it, that's nitpicking if you're going to be really bothered with DDP coming in there, or if you're going to be bothered with Brandy coming in there, which you shouldn't be, I feel like. No, I didn't have a problem. I, I didn't... I, I, I had a, a slight problem with the X only because it was just a way to get DDP out there, and I feel like you didn't need that kind of excuse to get DDP out there. You could have just had him out there. Um, 
But the story of Mag, uh, I almost said, I almost called him Magnus. The story of Nick Aldis um, beating the living crap out of uh, Cody the entire match. That's what it was. It was literally Aldis just beating Cody Rhodes and him still coming back and winning. Also, they did the X we could blade. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. he had to blade himself. That X gave him time. Listen, to do it. Dusty would have been proud of that. No, I, no. I listen. I have no fucking problem with a good blade job. Yeah, I have no problem at all. I think it, if it adds to the story, you do it. I, I have no problem with blading. I say you do it. Yeah, I would blade if I was a wrestler. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So, but yeah, these guys did a really great job. The moment, well, which the is why thing, he dyed his hair blonde again. Yeah, exactly. Because that blood with yeah, the blonde hair. Yeah, it looks hair. so good. It yeah. really does. And the moment when Brandy came in and covered, like, put herself over top of Cody to take that elbow. Oh my, oh my god, god, the crowd lost their goddamn mind. Yeah, that spot fucking. Oh, I, I, that, I legitimately lost my mind when that yeah. happened. I was like, what? I was like, I was terrified. See, I, was, I thought, I thought yeah. what was gonna happen after that was I thought Cody was gonna see it and then Cody was gonna just get up and then he was just gonna turn around and just beat the shit out of all this. He didn't. But I like the story they told more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so. and I think this match, this match could have is. I still think this one might be one of my favorites of all the time. The moment, you know, we talk about, you know, every, especially with you know WWE, they talk about it's all about the moment. And I, and for this instance, I agree. That moment of him winning the title is was a tremendous moment. It truly. And was. the moment made up for the match. If you had a problem with it, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, yeah. So. No, the match I think was unbelievably well done. I don't see like. If you had a problem with it, like, I can understand some stuff, but, like, if you had a problem with, like, the, like some, like, stuff like, oh, D- like, uh, DDP came in, or oh, this, or oh, that, I can sort of see that, but at the same time, I feel like you're, you're looking for reasons to complain. Yeah. There's not really many reasons to if complain. If it would have ended after that, like, if it would have been just a, a no contest, I wouldn't have liked it. Obviously, but yeah. we got to finish, so who cares? Yeah. And then, the one that you were the most excited for, the Chicago Street Fight between the bad Hang- Hangman Adam Page and Joey Janela, the yes, bad boy. The bad boy Joey Janela. What I, the fuck was this match? This was so wild. That match was was as crazy and as ludicrous as I thought it would be. Um, I'm so happy that Joey Janela and Penelope Ford were booked for this show um, because they got so many so much so many eyes on them that I don't think because there were a lot of people who didn't really know who they were uh, going into this. Um, Oh, like I don't know. You have to be a really, really die-hard indie fan to really get it. Like I watched the Spring Break shows during Mania weekend. Uh huh. Um, I was very happy with his performance. I was really happy with the match. He didn't go over, which uh, I was actually upsetting Sydney because I was the only person in our crowd that was not chanting for Hangman. Uh, well, everybody like, let's go Hangman, and I was like, let's go Bad Boy. Like, yeah, well, I think there were, I heard a couple Bad Boy chants. Yeah, just not from where I was sitting. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like. But I yeah, don't care. Exactly. Um, Who cares? My favorite part of the match is when Penelope Ford got involved. Yes. Started doing those Dude, splits. she killed it. Like the I back like, handsprings. Like yeah. Jesus. She did like two back handsprings and then like a and then like she d- went into a bridge. Yeah. And like to dodge a clothesline and she she was crazy good. Yeah. Her when she got her stuff in like she lo- looked great. Yeah. Yeah. That match it was great. It was violent. There was a cracker barrel spot. Yeah. Like a page, legitimate like, barrel. Like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Like, Donkey Kong <laughs> chance ran throughout the Sears Center. Yeah. There was a Cracker Barrel spot where he, like, rolls the barrel at Joey Janela. And there they were, ran and jump yeah. off the barrel into the, cr- into the crowd. There were tables. There were ladders. Like, the match had everything. And, yeah. you know, at the Joey's end, boots showed up. Joey's boots showed up. He hit Joey Janela with a phone. Um, yep. At the end of the ma- at the end of the day, though, Hangman did go over. But I want to save though before we get to that, um, the spot where Hangman tried to power bomb Joey off of the stage onto those two tables terrified the shit out of me. Yes, legitimately, that scared me so bad. <laughs> 
That was awful. It was like I, he like hit one table and then it turned sideways, and then like the second table didn't even move, and like he looked like he bounced his head off the ground. Yeah. It was horrifying. There were there were a few spots in that match. Where These guys like, were killing uh, each other. Yeah, it was. It was true. It was truly a vicious street fight for sure. It was. It was mayhem. It was violent. It was. Simon Grimm would be proud. Oh, he really would. And then <laughs> we get to the finish, which you want to talk about the finish? Sure. So. Hey man goes over and he's standing in the ring celebrating that he killed another Joey and then all of a sudden lights go off um, and then a whole bunch of Undertaker Druid-esque figures except they were dicks uh, but we'll jump out Well before that too They showed Joey's dead body On yes, screen yes. And then his erection Just shot up slowly yes. As if rising from the dead Yes And uh, so the So the Dick Druids show up And then Joey Ryan's music hits And he runs out And this was actually The first live show That I've been to Where I, I've seen Joey, Russell, Joey Ryan wrestle But I've never seen him Wrestle in person So that was another Moment for me I think Joey Ryan's hilarious um, I, So seeing him live Was also an, an awesome thing uh, But yeah Joey Ryan runs out he lathers himself up. He and he he did the he did his move, his signature, the dick flip. Yeah, I'll call the, it. The, 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 it was the dick flip. He did his dick flip, flipped him over. Uh, hilarious. Oh, it was hysterical. Funny, awesome, great moment. This I th- think the best moment was when Hank, Joey was walking down to the ring, and Hangman was just like dumbfounded and shocked. Yes. Just like his face made everybody laugh. Yes. Um, you know, it just, this went like you know that. If you didn't watch Being the Elite, I could see you being incredibly yeah. confused by what was happening. Um, but I feel like everybody there has saw Being the Elite. Exactly. So we had that issue. Yeah, no. Most- that's another reason, too. I feel like a lot of the people who are online, like on Twitter, and like people are batching the show, I want to ask if they have seen Being the Elite. Because like, if you didn't go, if you went into this match not knowing the, the story with that internet show, I could see you not getting it. But as someone who has seen Being the Elite, knew the stories... And I mean, as a fan of good wrestling, uh, I loved it. Oh, yeah, of course. Me, too. And I thought it was hysterical. I was dying of laughter just watching this show. It was hysterical. And now we head into the ROH Ring of Honor t- Championship match between Jay Lethal uh, and Flip Gordon. The Black yeah, Machismo. Black Machismo, because, yeah, like before Jay Lethal walked out, Lanny Poffo tapped him on the shoulder to bring out... Black Machismo and full Macho Man that had the pomp and circumstance entrance music. It was, it was like seeing that live was so funny. I did. I was very ex- happy to get Black Machismo lethal. Like, oh yeah, that was such an entertaining moment. And like having having uh, Brandy out there and having Jay think he was Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, he did the Elizabeth spot where what he put a, it on her shoulder. I literally screamed, "What a woman and what a man! <laughs> what a woman and what a man!" It was. Oh my god. And then he tapped him. He, she tapped him and knocked him out of it. And then he, Jay Lethal came back. The match itself was just really well done. I think I, I think I, I think I uh, scared your sister on how big of an indie mark I am because when the Black Machismo music came out, I was going like, "Ooh yeah!" Oh yeah, singing, the, singing pop and circumstance, doing the finger like I was. Oh, we know. I know how much of an indie mark you are, and so I knew you would be going crazy Ooh. for this shit. Yeah. Jay Lethal's phenomenal. Um, I was also the only person that's sitting with us that was rooting for Jay Lethal. Everybody around me was like, let's go Flip! I was I, like, was, let's yeah. go Lethal! That's crazy that they ever, Well, I can understand why everyone was going for Flip. I mean, don't um, get me wrong. If Flip would have won, I would have popped. It would have been awesome. Oh, yeah. I did not like Flip. That was the thing. Like, I don't know. I like both guys. So Yeah, it's but. just like... It ended up going with Lethal defeating Gordon, retaining the title. Um, and 
it, it seemed like it was like a, almost a guarantee because I didn't think Ring of Honor was just going to let their title change on a show that wasn't like ran by them. I didn't think the only person that I was like I could see them loot the belt going to would be a Cole Cabana for a short stint or Flip Gordon. Yeah. And when, I, so when I think, Flip but, did win, part of me did think I could actually see ROH pulling the trigger on this. Oh yeah, and I think I think Flip is due for a title run yeah. for sure because he's really improved and I think he's he's definitely over. So I don't yeah. see why you wouldn't yeah, see him Flip with a title very soon. Hell. Oh yeah, he's right. crazy over. Yeah. I mean that battle royal spot, that winning that proved it. Like and just all the people that went to the All Out party yeah. like, like Flip, yesterday. Flip is over, and that's why when Flip did win that battle royal, I thought okay. Flip could go over here. Oh yeah, and, it, and, it, and yeah, it was it was really well done, and I do think the the black machismo really helped too, and it was really well done. It just added to the fun of the show. It did, yeah, it really did, and, and then, it was just a fun it was a fun show for sure. And then after that match, after oh, the God. match, Bully Ray shows up. He attacks, uh, he attacks Flip, he attacks Jay Lethal, but the hometown hero Colt Cabana shows up because uh, Bully Ray put a, put a table. Yep, out. I know. Yeah, Colt Cabana runs out, spears Bully Ray, starts beat. That's just a flurry of punches and. And then Cole Cabana, Jay Lethal, and Flip Gordon did the shield triple power bomb on Bully through a table. I really wanted Colt just to go, ooh, ah. I yeah, wanted him to do it. Funny. If Colt did that, I would have died of laughter. I knew people, I don't know if people were booing or doing the ooh-ah. I don't know for sure. But I think I, they were going ooh-ah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But, yeah, but, oh, it was, it was such a cool moment. Even if, even if Jay Luther would have been like, ooh, yeah, like, in, in, in that place. Like, that would have been funny, too. Something along those lines, yeah. But, yeah, that was a, that was a great moment, too. And it just seeing Bully Ray just getting his shit kicked in again was hysterical. I will say, too, I think this, uh, from a hangman onward, every single match. I felt like flipped a switch. Like it really every did. Every match was good, but from the street fight on, every match had like that much more of a feel to it. It did, yeah. And then, of course, heading into this one, we had Kenny Omega. The IWGP champion. IWGP heavyweight champion versus Pentagon Jr. or Penta El Zero. Yeah. Is that how, how you say his other name? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I've only known him as Pentagon Jr. Everyone calls him Pentagon Jr. Like, yeah. Even when you're watching videos about people doing the British of the show, it's Pentagon Jr. Yeah, exactly. I've never really watched Impact or Lucha Underground. I've watched some in Lucha Underground, so I never knew the Zero Nero like, yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but I, I knew who Kenny was, and I was shitting my pants with excitement seeing him come down to the ring. Yeah, I have never seen Kenny or Penta uh, perform in person, so... This match was, this match had it all for me. You know, it was I. I they said there were people. People were giving a gripe. Call it that. People were calling it a dream match. I think this match was a dream match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before this show, I don't think I, you would have ever have seen Kenny and Penta square up. Never, never. It's like this is like such a different show altogether. Yeah. That that's that's where you would see something like yeah. this. Somebody said uh, yesterday that they they didn't know they needed to see that match until it was announced, and I agree. Like Penta Kenny, when it got announced, I was like, oh yes, yes, I need to see that, and. This match did not disappoint. It really didn't. It was physical. No. It was hard hitting. Both guys got their shit in. They were both doing their chance. It was it was a great match. I think like the, the storytelling with the with Penta breaking uh, uh, Kenny's arm and yeah. then him having to switch to his other arm to do the one winged angel yeah. was really well done. And just seeing that one winged angel and multiple V triggers live at that show. Like, that's something, you you don't forget something like that. That's, like, such a huge thing. I was talking to a fan um, when I was, when, uh, before the match started, when we were, when I was in the upper level, uh, we talked about this match, and he said, if Kenny and Penta can properly mesh their styles together, that match would be special. They did just that. You know, we knew the match was going to be good, because the workers are good, but they had a 
special match. Oh yeah, I, I I'm really curious to see what what you know Meltzer is giving these matches. I, star ratings. I, yeah, well, because the whole show was based off of a bet that they made yeah. with him. So like, that I'm match, interested. I would love if he just gave every one negative five stars. <laughs> that match was so good, and Kenny Omega did go over. I don't think anyone doubted he would go over. You, he um, wouldn't go over. Yeah, I don't think anybody that like he's the IWGP champion. They're not gonna have him lose. Oh um, no. So the match itself was, was, was awesome, but what happened after the match was even more awesome. This was something that nobody saw coming. I, I literally marked out. I was like a kid watching wrestling for the first time again. I had no idea this was happening. I, I shook Sydney. I was so excited. Yeah. So, and so what ends up happening is Kenny wins, the lights go out. I, around me, I'm hearing Pac ch- people shouting for Pac or Neville. I hear some like people still going on the CM Punk chant, and I'm just like, nope, I know that's not happening. But then lights come back on. It seems like nothing basically has changed. Pentagon's still on the ground. Kenny still celebrates. Pentagon stands up. And then his, I didn't notice it because I was in the upper bowl, but some people noticed his tattoos yeah, had changed. I could tell. So when I was watching it, in person, when I was watching it, I was close enough to the, to the action to where I could see it. And I look at Pentagon Jr.'s arms, and I see the tattoos on his arms. And I'm like, those aren't Penta's tattoos. And then I remembered whose tattoos they were, and I erupted because those were the tattoos of the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, Chris motherfucking Jericho. Yes. He, as soon as that code breaker hit, the crowd was going wild. I, I remember I was just screaming, no way, no way, no yeah, way. Yeah. It was just like unbelievable because we were told that... Chris wasn't going to do anything on U.S. soil for New Japan or any other independents to not step on Vince's toes. And yet here he is at All In attacking Kenny Omega and then says to Kenny Omega, I'll see you on the Jericho Cruise. I want to just take a minute and just talk about how legendary Chris Jericho is. Like, this man has literally done it all. Like, I can't think of another... Like, he... This, these last few years, he has just put himself on an entirely new level, and he has been in everything. And I really think, when it's all said and done, Chris Jericho, everyone says he's one of the all-time greats, and he is. But I think with, with, the, with the New Japan thing with stuff, with this show, um, if he goes to Impact, his historic WWE run, he will be on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I think he should be considered one of those people for, He's for a, sure. He has done, and his cruise ship, like he literally, every time you think, what else can Chris Jericho do? He does it. He finds a way to reinvent himself. He finds a way to, to not only stay relevant, but to stay iconic. Like he does he does these things, and he he's at this level in his career where he doesn't care. And that's the best thing about Chris Jericho. He doesn't care. He will do whatever he wants, and what he does is gold. Yeah. Like he, I have, he doesn't do anything bad. Nothing just, he does is bad. He's too entertaining. He's too entertaining not to do anything that and, sucks. And he knows. He, he has such a good awareness of what fans want to see. He knows what's going to get cheered. He knows what's going to get booed. He has the crowd literally eating out of his hand the entire time. He really does. And it's just like a wild thing to see Jericho constantly survive all these years and do so many things and keep his fans and the crowd invested in everything that he does. Yes. 
hanging on every single word, constantly creating catchphrases, constantly coming up with new ideas and new storylines, and just reinventing himself, like you said, over and over and, and just, over. And just the vision to, to do, for, like, for like this cruise ship. Like Impact versus Ring of Honor with New Japan guys. That's a that's a visionary move. Him coming on this All In show, he knows how big of a deal this is, and he knows that with him being on the show, it puts it that much more in level of importance. Like he 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 has such a, a mind for the business, and uh, I literally do, I don't know how to describe it. I don't think any words I'm giving Chris Jericho do justice just to how big of a legend he is. We're we're for, we're super grateful to see that we got to see Jericho. Yes, I was show. not expecting that. Yeah, exactly. All. Like people were expecting someone like Neville or Pac, and some I was cra- I was crazy fully thing. convinced Neville was showing up. Oh yeah, that would have been insane too. And like some crazy bastards still thought it was Punk. Nobody thought it was Chris Jericho. No, Nobody. No one. That's for sure. Now, heading off of that one, it was a semi-main event, which was really cool to see this actually semi-main event. Yeah, I was really event. happy. So I, I wasn't surprised this made the semi-main because of Okada. I was really happy for Marty. Oh yeah, I'm I'm crazy. And happy this for Marty match was this fantastic. One. Yep, Kazuchika Okada versus Marty Skrull. This match obviously been building through being the elite of Kenny Omega. I mean Marty Skrull just getting to challenge Kazuchika Okada him being a junior heavyweight and him being considered two, like 205 live cruiserweight and Kazuchika Okada being former IWGP heavyweight champion everybody telling him he's fucked he can't do it he's not going to stand a chance and Marty came into this match with nothing to lose he wanted to bring out the true villain and show everybody what a villain does when his back is against the wall and he's got nothing to lose and he was going up against one of the best wrestlers in the world and he came out and he like not like I, people were thinking oh Okada will carry him no 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 that did not happen I didn't think both Okada of these guys either. both of these guys yeah. did a fucking outstanding job yeah. at doing it was it was so well done it was so well told yeah. the match had some great storytelling incredible physicality and just entertaining as yeah. hell yeah I you know I think I think it was Sid someone told me yesterday and I think it was Sid because it wasn't you and it would only be one of you two telling me this but they, they thought that I said that the match wasn't going to be good and I never said that I thought the match I knew the match was going to be fantastic I just didn't think Marty was going to win and sure enough I was right Okada did win but the story of Marty like not giving up saying like damn it I'm a fucking heavyweight like, like refusing to back down not letting Okada Kind of like bully him. It was, it was a very good story and a very good match. It was, and they did a great job, like of Marty constantly trying to hit him with a suplex or pick him up for a slam, and yeah. having his back hurt because he he wasn't strong enough. And then yeah. he ended up later in the match hitting Okada with a superplex, yeah. and just the way that that moved along and the way that they told that was just so incredibly well done. That like it, it like. I'm like I, I can't imagine how this can't be some people's favorite match. Like this was so well done and so well told. Obviously, yeah, they it would have been great if they could have lasted out there to have like a moment of Okada shaking hands with Marty and stuff like that. They can show that I'm being the elite though. Yeah. Obviously, they were crunched for time. Yeah. If it and like and we'll we'll say this right now when the, when the show went off the air and all the guys came out, Matt literally said they had three seconds to spare until they got off the air. So yeah. they were crunched for time. They had to rush it real quick, which I know seemed awkward for the people watching it at home and I understand how that could bother people how they didn't really get a moment of everybody standing together in solidarity they, they the people filmed it after the show was over yeah. and like so like yeah but I thought this match was unbelievable and it was I thought and I was like man 
I don't know. Like, like I was like, so much shit has happened. Like this main event. Like I'm like, are they are they really gonna be able to top this? This main event between Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandito versus the Golden Elite, the Young Bucks versus Enko and Koto Ibushi. I didn't know if they were gonna be able to top this. And like, they did. sure enough, they did. Sure enough, they did. It was a fast, quick, overbooked high spot fest match that Jim Cornette would have rolled in his. Uh, that Jim Cornette would have just. Turn the TV off if you saw it. Full PWG insanity. It was fantastic. It, really it was. It was literally exactly what you could would expect from these six people. It really was, and everybody got great spots. And there was just move after move after move. Yeah, you didn't have time to action. breathe. You didn't have. Well, yeah, they didn't have time to breathe, which surprises me too, because with all the high spots and all the lucha libre match like moves that they were doing, I was surprised with the little amount of botches that were in that match. They were smooth, crisp, everything hit, and like it looked like they, they, they like I don't know how they, they must have passed out afterwards. Like they needed at least like like five minutes just to lay down on the ring and just be like, okay, we're done. Yeah. Because, like, they were going at a non-stop pace, constantly moving, and it was just, it was, it, it, it like, you needed a smoke after that. Yeah. I'm, and I'm straight edge, <laughs> and I don't a, smoke. You needed a smoke. Yeah, you just needed a breather after that I match was over. I took a drink of my beard, which is like, Jesus Christ. Like... Yeah, it was. I'm sure. I'm sure Jim Cornette was just like, "God damn it!" Just like, um, I had of course, I do my impression. Yeah, yeah we don't have a voice, so we can't do our no, impression. Goddamn yeah. young bucks always ruining the goddamn business. I tried. Yeah, probably nothing like him, but you know what? You tried. Yeah. And that was the way they ended the show. And then the after that was over, the pay per view goes off air, and we had everybody from the elite. Kenny Omega comes out. Cody comes all, out. All of them were there. Except Nightmare everyone family. from being the elite were there except for Marty. Yeah, that that was interesting. Actually, how Mar- Marty might just have been like beaten up too. That's yeah. the thing too that you could have you could have just been too beaten up to not come out, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, everybody from being the elite was there except for Marty. Um, but I don't think that's something you need to focus on too much, really. No, I mean um, I wouldn't look into it at all. Yeah, exactly. But they come out, they give a nice go home speech to the crowd from Cody, Matt, and Marty, and it was just not Marty. Oh yeah, not Marty. Sorry, uh, the Kenny. Buck, the Bucks, Kenny and Cody. Yeah, Bucks, Kenny and Cody. Yeah. And they gave a great go-home speech. And me personally, it just felt so good to be able to live, um, go, like, take part in the goodbye and goodnight bang. Yeah. Like, being able to do that live at a show like this, like, is such a huge thing. And it was like set the whole crowd home happy. Everybody was just ecstatic after the show was over. Yeah. Just all in all, like, all in was just wonderful. Yeah. Fantastic show. Like, I I don't think words describe the amount of joy that show brought me as a wrestling fan. I don't care if people didn't like it. I liked it. I thought it was the best show I've ever been to. And I will never forget it. If, yeah, if people want to go go away from this show and be like, fucking sucked, or like, WWE was the best, or that was disappointing, if they want to go with that, that's what they choose to do. But me, and Chad, and my sister Sydney, and, all the and 10, everybody else, plus the 10,000 plus people in the Sears Center, all went away from that show with smiles on our faces. I was and entertained just, fully. We were fully, we were fully sports entertained, that's yes. for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. And we could not be more grateful that we got to take a part of this. 
be, be part of truly history. I don't want to hear nothing about history in terms of WWE. Like, like the way they overuse that word, this was history in the making, and we were able to be part of that, and we're still part of it here on Podcast Row, and it's it truly is just wonderful to be able this to en- say that we were here. This entire weekend has been just unforgivable, uh, for unforgivable, unforgettable. I, I will never forget coming here, getting the interviews, meeting the people that I have met, wrestlers, podcasts, and just fans in general who I can just be a fan with. It's, it's been unreal, you know. I'm so fortunate that we were able to come here for our podcast and do all of these things and that we got to be at the Woodstock of wrestling. It was it was unreal. And really I, I really don't know how else I can say it other than it was unreal. Yeah. I got to attend WrestleMania this year and I will I will stand by my my guns and say that All In is the best wrestling show I've ever been to. Yeah. I like I I I fully enjoyed WrestleMania. I really did. But this show had everything to offer and came out and made a point and everybody has to take notice to how good everybody on that card was and how monumental this is for the Bullet Club and for Cody and the Bucks. Like... Vince, you let a good thing go, you stupid motherfucker. You let a good thing go. And I cannot be more proud for Cody, for Brandy, for the entire Bullet Club. They have made a moment in pro wrestling history that we haven't seen since the 90s with WCW. We haven't seen something this monumental outside of WWE since the 90s. And they, no matter what, if there's if there's an all-in two or if they stop it at this, no matter what, this, nobody can take away the fact that they sold out 10,000 plus seats in less than 30 minutes and nobody can take that away from them. That's for sure. And I cannot... I I tip my hat to the entire Bullet Club and I tip my hat to the Elite. Fuck yeah, guys. You did it. You yeah. did it. You guys, like... I, I, you said it. Like, I don't know how else I can add to that. They Honestly, should, they should yeah. be very proud because I'm proud of them. Yeah, we're, I think I can speak for everybody here. We're, we, we're all super happy and proud for, for the Bullet Club entirely. I think this is one of the... I think this is one of the proudest times I've been a wrestling fan. Uh-huh. Yep. So. I, 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 there's been times where it's been embarrassing to be a wrestling fan. There's been times where you turn on WWE and you have somebody who's never watched it next to you and you're like, what is this fucking slop? Yeah. But nobody can deny that this show was pro wrestling. Yes. And that's that's all you can say, really. Yeah. Yep. That'll wrap it up for us, though, here on Podcast Row. We'll be sure to get you some more content coming soon in the few few days. We've yep. got so many interviews. We have so many interviews yep. and we're, it's not stopping yet. Yep, we're still not stopping. We're still here for another day, and yeah, we're, we're so unbelievably excited that you guys could join us, and shout out to everybody who is joining us for the first time, who have met us at Podcast Row, and who has seen us at StarCast. We really appreciate you guys, and we hope you stick around for the future, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Well, should we plug Should we plug our shit real quick? Yeah, let's plug, yeah, you know what, yep, let's plug our shit, so you know what, if, if Grant wants to edit that out, he can, if he doesn't, whatever, nah, whatever. Fuck we'll, it. we'll do it, it live. But yeah, but if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow Pinned Podcast at Pinned Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Pinned a Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can follow myself at SSumer4 on Twitter. You can follow me at the Chat 100 And you can follow my sister, Sineev, who, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be here at SAZumer4. And thank you guys so much for joining us. And for the, for, for the actual time, we will see you guys next time.